What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. You are listening to Absent Minded. Brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. When I was editing this podcast, I realized there was a problem with the sound from Anton Rosgård's microphone. We apologize for this and hope you will listen to the podcast anyway. Hello and welcome to Hapsen Minded. This is Patrick Pexel speaking and I'm joined by Anton Rosgård. So it's an old Swedish pod once more for you guys to listen to. Welcome, Anton. Thank you very much, Patrick. Pleasure to be here. It's uh, the day after another disastrous game against the Calgary Flames, and we have um, something to look forward to in less than eight hours as well. Um, what is your take on last night's game to start with? Uh, that uh, the Canadians... Uh, I remember when Jared wrote a couple of weeks ago that the only thing consistent about this team is their inconsistency, and that remains to be true. Uh, some nights they look like... Um, like against Edmonton, they look like um, um, some a team that really can compete in the playoffs and really um, take it take it a long way in the North Division against these teams, uh, Edmonton, Winnipeg, and and Toronto. No matter who you end up playing in the first and second round, if you if you reach the playoffs. Um, but then there are these games where they just lay an egg, and it just feels like it from the start. You just get this feeling that like the whole team is off. It just there is no creativity. There is nothing working in the offensive zone. There are no combinations and there is no one driving play. And just wonder, like, is this uh, due to the coaching? Is this due to the players' um, mindset not being there? Is this due to a lack of leadership? I don't know, but it's something that needs to be... I mean, you can't have a team that just shows up to a third of the games, basically. It really seems to me that this is a rock-paper-scissors uh, situation. Edmonton can really, really, you know, shatter the trap and, and the game uh, that, that Calgary plays uh, because of their individual skill by, by especially McDavid. Mm, but, but when you look at it, Montreal doesn't have that skill. So, so um, Montreal can't break down Calgary in the same way. So Calgary controls the trap. They control the game in, in that regard. But on the other hand, Montreal plays super well against Edmonton. They harass Dreisaitl, they harass McDavid. They can pounce on those turnovers and, and the quick uh, comebacks from, from, from the team where Josh Anderson really, really can power forward and you have Toffoli in the middle of that, that can 
it, and sometimes it really seems like he can shoot from anywhere and just hits the net. Um, but but it, it is a rock, paper, scissor situation. And you see this a little bit in, in some ways in regards to how Vancouver deals with Toronto and, and then, you know, gets beaten by, by senators. And, and it's the same kind of situation there as well. So, so it has created a little bit of different playing styles. And for, for how I see it, Montreal has their kind of play. They don't have the creativity that comes with Dreisaitl and McDavid. Yeah, exactly. And and obviously you hope... It was, it was a long time... It feels like there was a long time ago that I just felt like one of the lines was just clicking. Like, obviously, the line with Dano, Tatar, and, and Gallagher was really clicking once, <laughs> exactly when Gallagher got hurt, unfortunately. But now it just feels like you can rotate. And, and I have to give Dominique Ducharme credit for it because it feels like he, he really he's really trying to get something to work, no matter if it is taking Jonathan Drouin down in the fourth line just to see if he can connect... Uh, against lesser opponents with uh, with guys like Perry and Stahl who are seasoned vets um, or if you just uh, try an all finish connection or if you try yeah uh, just try Suzuki with two two good snipers next to him but it's just something missing against certain teams and just it just basically I remember like when they were playing Philadelphia in the playoffs this fall, it was also like Alain Vigneault likes to play the trap, right? And, and the Canadians didn't really have a response on every night. Some nights they they did and they played really well, but it just, it didn't happen consistently. Um, and, and there is a couple of years ago, it was really like the Canadians were focusing on speed, right? They wanted velocity on skates uh, and just... Um, if you didn't have the creativity and you didn't have the star power, at least you could outskate and outmatch in that way just by being faster and uh, just playing in a really intense game. And now when they have kind of, they have felt like they are a playoff team, then they have added all of these veterans who are more just big presences, right? And then you kind of lost the speed, but you didn't really add that much else because you wanted to add for the playoffs and we aren't in the playoffs yet. So it's just really a catch-22 situation where it's kind of like, yeah, are you building for the playoffs or the regular season? And if you're not building for the regular season, maybe you won't reach the playoffs. At least you won't get a good seed. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know really what the solution is. I feel like Mark Bergevin has done what he can uh, to solidify this team and, and build a good roster. And we see that with guys like Josh Anderson and Tyler Toffoli, both of those guys, uh, bringing in those guys was uh, two great moves. And if we didn't have those guys, I, I don't know where the Canadians would have been this season. Well, we do have Jake Allen as well. We need to we need to point that out. But it really seems Definitely. like he, he, he needs and to Joel be... And Joel Edmondson. Yeah. But we, we, it really seems like Jake Evans, uh, Jake Allen, sorry, is the guy that is supposed to quarterback the power play at, at this point. Because they, they were last night during the, the, the Zoom press conference, he got the question how offense, how the offense should play. And I think, you know, you don't ask the goalkeeper that. It's, 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 it's a ridiculous question to ask a goalkeeper. You, you, it's like you, you're not asking a forward how to, in, in football or soccer, or you don't ask, you know, the, the offensive line how to throw the ball in American football, et cetera, et cetera. So, so I mean, like, first and foremost, he, Alan can't do everything. 
we wish he could, but he can't. And but but he is also an integrated part of this team. But it, it this lack of creativity, that this lack of star power. Um, there are two things with this in, in in my in my way of thinking. First and foremost, it doesn't seem like Ducharme is unleashing. Um, Kotkaniemi and Suzuki to the same degree as maybe he should. I mean, they're they're both young centers, but and, and there are tons of centers on the roster. There are injuries that everyone needs to help cover up as well. Uh, but they don't get that that star power forward to work with. And second, they're not used in situations where you want to build them up. They're they're used in very different roles and and they're not getting those chances to to read really lead a top line. Uh, it's good for them in a defensive standpoint, but Kotkaniemi has has he works on it as a defensive center and now right because he not he's not getting the the chances to play offensively, and we also see this lack of creativity because how do you play offense when when you have to try to set up your your offensive zone coverage or or play it when you're Montreal Canadiens. You whack it around the board and hope it goes to a defender that's supposed to shoot from the point. And, and you get a bounce in or you, you, you go for the rebound, but there are no Gallagher in front of the net to get the rebound or stop the puck with a hand. Let's be honest, he does that as well. But, but really, there is no creativity. Yeah, that is true. And, and I feel like there are guys on this team that you... At the beginning of the season, we were we were um, pounding the table for for a couple of guys who on this team who were really showing up, right? And the only players who I feel like ha- have been consistently playing well throughout the season have been like, especially on the offense, have have been Josh Anderson and Tyler Toffoli. They have created offense out of nothing, and we saw that against both Edmonton and Calgary last night, where Toffoli's goal is just. It's just him. It just comes out of nowhere and he just snaps it home. And it was the same Josh Anderson, especially his goal 11 seconds after uh, after um, Edmonton tying it up, where it's just like, yeah, it was just him creating, just you know, entering zone and just whacking it past Mike Smith. Um, but especially a guy like I, I'm, I'm kind of missing the Jeff, I'm really missing the Jeff Petrie from the start of the season, where he was just, he was a Norris caliber defenseman. He was just everywhere kind of and and i don't really know what has happened with him because it feels like we know that shea weber is declining we can see that he it's not apparent that he takes the right decisions and no matter if it's in a shooting situation um during the power play or if it's uh in in his own zone but someone like jeff petrie who they've just signed for four more years I was kind of expecting him to do more to lead this team uh, in in several in several zones, both on offense and defense, especially now with Gallagher gone. Um, and and Philip Dano had had a great uh, turnaround there in the in the middle, but now it just feels like he is kind of, I mean, he he works well, but it just feels like kind of he's back to where he started the season again. And these veterans need to they need to step up and they need to show more um, to just, I mean, oh, we want, we want to see more of the power play. We want to see more of, of an organized game in the offensive zone, but it's difficult as well when you have this many games on a short 
I understand that it's difficult for Dominique Dujam and, and Alex Burroughs to just implement new ideas when you have match games every other day, every other night. Uh, then you need the players who have been around the league and have been around the Canadians for many years to just step up and say, let's make it simpler. Let's let's work in a way that we all know how to do. Let's just focus on on just building play in the offensive zone and keeping the puck there. I, I just want the players to to show more accountability in this in this uh, part of the season. You mentioned as well leadership. It, we, we've joked and everyone has joked that the true leader of the Montreal Canadiens is Brendan Gallagher, and and it's evident now in his injury absence that that this really is true, especially with with Weber declining. But but you, he. To, to use an old phrase, he is a spark plug, but he can get that team going. And, and it doesn't seem like anyone else can. No, exactly. And, and that is kind of what you're wondering, because it didn't feel like that. It feels, feel, felt like everyone was on the same page at the start of the season. It was very, it was very pleasant to hear um, all the players, you know, being... Um, yeah, being on the same page where this team was heading and everyone seemed like, there seemed like there was a group of leadership just among all of the players. They knew what they were working towards. I think that was difficult when they started the season on such a high that they did and everyone felt like, well, this is really clicking the way we thought it would click. And then they end up in a slump and they fire their coach and they fire their assistant head coach and they fire their uh, director of goaltending and all of a sudden, all of this doubt kind of creeps in, both on my management and the coaching staff and the team. Uh, is this the uncertainty that Mark Bergevin has um, in, in some ways forced on himself because he said, we don't know if we're going to go with Duchamp next year. Um, we, he's just an interim coach. Would it have been better? Uh, I mean, like these guys are seasoned pros. They should listen to the guys behind the bench anyway. But but. Is this, you know, something that should have been addressed? Like, yeah, we're going with Ducharme. Worst case scenario, Molson has to pay out another two years of a contract that doesn't hamper the cap anyway. Or, or, or is this something anyway that that you know that that would have happened anyway because the leadership group is broken? No, I, I just think it's been it's been a weird season. It's it started only three three something months ago right and it's been it's been intense and a lot has happened and they had the week where they had to cancel games due to like all of this has just kind of i think it has kind of derailed the season for the canadians and i think it would be difficult no matter who was the coach and i don't think it's a problem that Ducharme is labeled as interim at this point because what else would he be this is an audition for a guy who has been head coach in the queue before but he's still part of the old coaching staff we've heard a lot of good things from the players about Ducharme and if he stays um I'm intrigued by by what he can do in a full off season but he was thrown in here in a difficult situation where the team kind of has to make the playoffs he knows that a lot of a lot of guys' uh, jobs depend on <laughs> depend on what he does with the remainder of the season, and he hasn't been able to implement anything. You just have to kind of go with what Julian wanted to uh, create on this team because you play every other night, right? Um, 
So if he wants to change the way the Canadians play it, it will have to wait until the end of the season, right? Um, you can also do what Calgary did, for example. You hire an old head coach where you know exactly what you're going to get and you get Sutter, for example, builds, builds it up with playing the trap and everything. But it doesn't really take the team forward on a long-term basis. It's just that is more of an interim. Even if Daryl Sutter is still there next season, um, Calgary doesn't really... I, I mean, there's no long-term plan for how they're going to face this, right? Because it's not... With the Canadians, both with the way they have built up Laval with Joel Bouchard and the Canadians now with Dominique Ducharme, this is, has been making for a long time. They want to have a certain style of hockey. They want to uh, rely on the young guys more and more. And that is why they have gone for guys who have worked with um, younger players in the queue before. So I think it's the right way to go. But obviously it is an audition for Ducharme to prove that he is capable of being more than an assistant head, an assistant coach in the National Hockey League. We know of the contract situation, we know of the recall situation, we know of the cap situation, but really what can Montreal do? Is Cal Caulfield that saver for this season? Probably. Uh, <laughs> at least they will... They were hampered by the fact that they brought in the two new defensemen and they can't... I mean, they have to save their their recall, their last recall, right? Uh, so it's very difficult, but you have Cole Caulfield on the taxi squad and he is, it's not like you want to put all your eggs in a 20 year old's basket naturally, but at this point, especially if Drouin is out, I don't know how it's going to be for tonight, but then you only have 11 forwards all of a sudden and Cole Caulfield, what he showed in, in his <laughs> couple of games in Laval, what he's shown this season as a Hobie Baker award winner. If you want someone who can just snap it home from a dysfunctional power play, give the puck to Cole Caulfield and see what he can do in the National Hockey League as well. You could also play Eric Gustafsson as a forward because he's not very secure defensively as we saw last night. Yeah, Eric Gustafsson is... I mean, it was worth... I think it was worth to take the flyer on him a seventh round pick is nothing and he is only a year or two removed from a 60 point season even if he was playing next to Duncan Keith so but yeah he's not good in his own zone but if you play him so uh, yeah uh, I, I don't know I, I don't want the Canadians to do like a Brennan Smith situation where you have a defenseman playing winger um like uh, the Rangers have done, but but yeah, sure. If if you if you if there is if you really want to save that that recall for 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 later, um, I understand that. But I think it's it would be nice to see what Cole Caulfield can bring to this team at this point. Another guy that might get a game is Caden uh, Primo. Yeah, and obviously Jake Allen has. I think he has outperformed expectations, but he is thrown into a role. Uh, that he's not supposed to have now that Carey Price has been gone for for a couple of significant periods. Um, Jake Allen is supposed to be at at most a 1B goaltender, and now he has to play every game. If Caden Primo gets gets his shots, uh, he has already made his debut last season in the league. Um, why not? 
why not at this point? Like, like let Jake Allen have a, a it's a, a very important part of the season and every game counts, but Kin Primo is by no means a slouch. It feels for me personally, it feels much safer bringing in a Caden Primo than bringing in a Charlie Lindgren or an Antiniemi. Uh, but uh, yeah, so let let him let him at least play a game now that he has to be up anyway, right? Indeed, you, you, we mentioned Eric Gustafsson. We we have John Merrill as well. Um, what are your impressions from the two uh, deadline acquisitions so far? I like John Merrill. I think he can add something if you can get him on a team-friendly deal for next season. I think that is someone that you want to keep around. I I think that just the versatility he can play on both sides. He is uh, reliable in own in his own zone, and he can add a little bit of offense, not a lot, but. I just think that is the kind of guy we've seen what a Brett Kulak, what Brett Kulak has done since he came to the Canadians. Oh, and a guy who has uh, was seen around the league as a fringe NHL player, but really is outperforming that. Um, and John Merrill has been, I mean, he played well on a shitty Red Wings team and there is no reason why he shouldn't play well um, on a consistent basis and in a lesser role with the Canadians as well. You get a guy who can play top four minutes um, on the cheap, that that would be a great team business. Indeed, it really would be. Um, we are looking forward to, uh, the, or maybe not looking forward, but we're, we're, there is a game tonight. Um, Ducharme went out and said, Calgary hasn't seen us play the best we can, and, and uh, they're going to show that last night. Um, obviously, they didn't. Can we expect a better performance tonight where they go above 19 shots over three periods? Yeah, it can't be worse, can it? Uh, especially we've seen with this team uh, that it's just, as I said in the beginning of the podcast, the only thing consistent with them is their inconsistency. So it wouldn't surprise me if they just come out and and beat down Calgary. On the other hand, as I said as well, they only seem to show up every third game or so. So maybe this is another game where they would just, um, you know, it's it's a back to back for both teams. Um, who is most um, ready to to play? Who who can make the 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 best changes? I don't know. Um, as you talked about, uh, the Calgary Flames playing style is not a playing style that the Canadians enjoy playing against. But more than nineteen shots and a non-functioning offense, I think we can. Uh, that is something that we can at least, uh, yeah, uh, expect from from this team tonight. You've been listening to Absent Minded with Anton Roscoe and Patrick Bexel and Habs Eyes on the Prize production. And uh, please follow us on Twitter. Follow us on uh, on Instagram. Not me, not Anton, but follow Eyes on the Prize. You get some updates there. You get some photos whenever we are traveling. Whenever we can do that again, uh, and other special content. Otherwise, uh, please leave a comment in the article and uh, we'll do our best to address it. There might have been some sound problems today and we apologize for that.
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.